This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. The John Gruden story is now complete. He will sign a 10-year contract approaching $100 million when it's made official on Tuesday. Other coaches have gotten 10-year contracts before. Tom Landry got a 10-year contract. Well, he had a hat. Well, when you have a hat, you have to. I mean, Gruden doesn't have a hat. No. He's got a visor. I got to get a hat, and I got to put it on. And so that Jason Smith guy doesn't sound like me crossed with Andy Sipowitz when he does an impression of me. We'll be doing that after every press conference. What are you talking about? Is this Gruden, or is this the Smith-Sipowitz combination? I've hired Jimmy Smith as my offensive coordinator. Well, I was the... going to bring in David Caruso, but I couldn't stand the guy. Well, but that's the way you resurrect any program. If you're going to bring in Gruden, that's part one. Part two is to bring in Jimmy Smith. Step three is profit. Okay, so Tuesday we'll have a breakdown, and you'll have the Smith-Sipowitz combination <gasps> that'll start creeping out. Two big things coming off of this. It's the contract, and then can Gruden win? Ten years, $100 million. Everybody's going crazy about this. Ten years, $100 million. You know what? Quite honestly... 
NFL head coaches, the best ones, college football head coaches, are underpaid. You think about how important it is, the job that an NFL or college football head coach has, having their finger in the pie everywhere. This is why the best head coaches always wind up winning, regardless of talent, whoever cycles through, whether it's Le'Veon Bell or Juju Smith-Schuster, whatever. Mike Tomlin has the Steelers at the top of the AFC North every year. This is why NFL head coaches really are underpaid. If you want a guy that's great, you tell me you wouldn't give Belichick $20 million a year to coach your team. Of course you would. You'd have the plays the other team has as well. Hey, 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 come on. But think about the impact. It's a look, NBA head coaches, I'll give you this. And Major League Baseball managers, I'll give you not nearly the impact that NFL head coaches, that football head coaches do. But everything they're, they're on the hook for, especially at college, when not only are they coaching, but you're talking about being in charge of an entire program. This is You're not in charge of 50 players and, 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 and 10 coaches. It's you know, 120 players and 30 coaches, and also you're recruiting and you're doing all well, this But you're stuff. also now on the hook underpaid. in the last decade, more so than ever, when they commit an act of jackassery away from the team. It's like, why weren't you watching them? Like, oh, no, no, I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not that involved. Oh, really? You had in charge of everything? No, no, no. I, I don't know. You know, it's I, I don't know when strippers showed up in uh, Billy Minardi Hall. Yeah, but I, you don't, I, I you don't, don't get about to, that. You don't get to do that anymore. You don't get to make that claim of plausible deniability. You know, but, you're in charge, as Rick Pitino found <laughs> out. But just think about that. $10 million a year for the right head coach. You think I wouldn't pay $10 million a year for Mike Tomlin? Really? Of course I would. Mike Tomlin is a phenomenal head coach. Many guys who just continue to roll through in the National Football League and make the playoffs and do it on a yearly basis are great head coaches. The best ones are worth it. $10 million a year, that's scratching the surface. If you're telling me your quarterback is worth $20 million, your head coach, a good one, is worth as much as a quarterback. Well, and that's the thing that's been lost in, in this conversation is it's then tied to is Gruden worth $10 million. You know what? This goes back to when the Bears made the trade for Mitchell Trubisky and everybody mocked it and they had these shots of the 49ers brass laughing about whatever. They went and they made the move to make sure they got their guy. Whatever the ancillary picks were and swapping it out and swapping around didn't matter. Likewise here, for a decade, almost a decade, right? Nine years, it's been 100 rumors 200 rumors. How many times have we had John Gruden photoshopped into a jersey, a, a polo, a visor, a hat of insert team here? It's happened every year multiple times, both for college teams and pro teams. So getting him out of the booth wasn't going to be a cheap proposition. Hell, a couple days ago, it was he's getting an ownership stake. So $10 million? Hell, they're getting off lights. I, I don't know. Moving to Vegas, that's so dicey. I don't know if you want the ownership stake. Hey, John, uh, we need some money from you because uh, we're having trouble making some payments here because, you know, this whole Vegas thing didn't come together like we thought. So you're on the hook for it. Because Gruden Casino. But- <laughs> now he's, he's there. He's running the craps table. Come on. On third and ten, you better bet on black. He's going to run a, a casino like uh, the Griswolds. Yeah, it's no. like heads or tails. <laughs> the deck of cards is silver and black. That's what it is. My I contract gotta... is spider two bananas. <laughs> you know, that, that should be like the name of his uh, uh, website. Spider two bananas. So we do it. But here's a big thing. The world is littered with coaches who have been horrible after Tumbles. long layoffs in the booth. And I heard that Todd Bowles, Frostberg. I'm talking about after layoffs, not just guys. He just he wanted to say he was terrible. Todd Bowles. 
the world is littered with guys who have been away from the game for a long time, came back, and you found out the game has passed them by. Joe Gibbs, the game had passed him by. Dick Vermeil was different. Oh, you know, now we're going to lose and I'm crying because this Kurt Warner is going to be my, oh, hey, I won the Super Bowl. But John Gruden is different. John Gruden, Bill Cowher, the two guys everybody's wanted to come out of coaching for a long time. Bill Cowher, the game has passed him by because Bill Cowher is someone who is a defensive coach who most of his talent was leading men and identifying with the players and getting them to buy in. All right, that's. But was he an innovator? Was he someone who was always continuing to push the level on things? He wasn't. He would come back now. It's a different story. The players are different. They're more individualized because it happens. Every generation of players gets more individualized. How do you cut through and buy into players when your last big win, none of these guys remember? Not that anybody remembers John Gruden's last big win because it was 13 years ago, but Gruden has the relevance. He's an innovator. His style, his West Coast style of offense, this was new. This is when the NFL was on the ground floor of, hey, West Coast offense is not just Bill Walsh. You know, it, it's it's pretty good. This is what he continues to do as he tinkers and stayed involved in Monday Night Football. He stayed relevant. The players all know who he is. He stayed up on the game. He wasn't just someone showing up, getting a paycheck, and saying, okay, yeah, this has to be a better pass. He wasn't Phil Sims saying, oh, you know, this is when it gets hard to hold the football when it's raining. A quarterback doesn't like that. You have to make that catch on third and ten. You can't drop it. All things that you and I know how to say. Gruden is someone who is always looking, how do I – nitpick apart here. What's the big takeaway? He's somebody who's going to dive in and he's going to be relevant and get the buy-in because he is still relevant for all of those reasons. Well, it'll be interesting to watch just in terms of talent evaluation starting to get his staff assembled as you go through because certainly we've heard on on air for, for nine years except for maybe the last half of this last year where he finally got critical of quarterback play, where he finally <laughs> I'm going to coach like, at some point. I'm done being nice. He feel like he had to be happy. You know, the happy Gruden is like, oh, well, you know, this guy's still good. No, 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 you don't have to try to sell me that the game's good <laughs> and that this quarterback is good. So we finally saw that flip a little bit. But in terms of talent evaluation, there's going to be a big roster overhaul here for the Raiders. There's a lot of speculation about Crabtree and and where he fits. Marshawn Lynch coming back for another year. You've got an offensive line you need to rebuild. You've got to go back and rebuild and restore Derek Carr, who didn't – obviously he's coming back off a big injury coming into 2017, but he didn't look any anything like the player pre-injury. So, you know, is, is that – mechanics is that his personnel did he not trust the receivers who kept dropping the ball so that changed his decision making and how he progressed through his reads so I I think coming in there's just so many questions about the franchise plus the the imminent move to Las Vegas you decided to make the big splash trying to go home once again generally hasn't worked out I think this is the 16th time that a coach is going back to an organization that he led before, and you're looking at a huge gap between the departure and the return. But for football, it's a great story. Yeah. And what did we have? Nothing but negativity. So everybody's trying to take out their baseball bats and club this thing, too. I'll club this guy here. How about celebrate the fact that, all right, he's going to give it another go. Edge to the, the, get to the edge of your seat, and let's see what we can do. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It was last night on the show where the Patriots hit piece from ESPN first 
reared its head. Seth Wickersham for ESPN the magazine uh, wrote an in-depth story chronicling the season the New England Patriots have had in regards to the Brady-Belichick-Bobcraft dynamic. And many bombshells were let go in this piece that made its way to us in the last hour of the show last night, I would say. And some of the things we learned from Seth Wickersham is that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick not seeing eye-to-eye. Brady does not like being called out by Belichick any longer in film study or when he makes a bad throw. Brady's stature with the organization has grown so much that people call him sir, and he's not down with Bill Belichick calling him out anymore. Also, Bill Belichick did not like the relationship that Brady and his personal doctor slash guru Alex Guerrero have had with the New England Patriots. Brady and Guerrero pushing his TB12 merchandise, which involves dieting and exercise, and some players say they felt really awkward. Some of them felt they had to go train with Tom Brady. Others didn't want to, but they felt bad about not doing it. Belichick has had to ban Guerrero from the sidelines and and flights, and that has upset Tom Brady as well. But the biggest thing was also involving Jimmy Garoppolo, to the point where Belichick did not want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and wanted to keep him as the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Tom Brady did not like that. Brady said, I can play till I'm 45 years old. And Bob Kraft, having to side with someone, sided with Tom Brady and told Bill Belichick to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, which Belichick did. Second round pick to the 49ers. Many people inside the building, Patriots headquarters, say that the relationship is so bad that they can't see all three of them being back next year. Bob Kraft obviously will be back. He's not selling the team. Oh, this is so awful. I'm selling. So it's either Brady or Belichick. We broke this down in in detail last night. If somebody had to go, it's going to be Belichick, obviously, because in the battle for power, Bob Kraft sided with his quarterback over his head coach. So what can you do? We've already seen it intimated today that the only job Belichick would leave the Patriots for would be the New York Giants. We said it last night on the show before that part of it came out. If you're the Giants, you hold everything. You stop everything until the Patriots get eliminated, and you call and you get Belichick away from the Patriots. Hey, $10 million for Gruden? We'll give you $15 million a year to come to New York. And it will happen overnight. It'll be one of those stories where you won't hear anything, and then you'll wake up in the morning and go, wait, there was a press conference a half hour ago, and Belichick's in New York wearing a Giants hat, and he's on to something else. That's how it would happen. It wouldn't be, oh, Belichick's decided. It would, you'd wake up one day, and Belichick would be gone, well, just be and done. he'd be in New York. Yeah, it'd so just the, be like 18 years ago last night when he said, oh you know what, I'm out. I said, I'm done with this. That, that anniversary was the, yesterday. The uh-huh. That was yesterday. You know what? We celebrate it. No, we don't T celebrate anniversaries one. the day after. Yeah, T plus one. No, we, we don't celebrate anniversaries the day after. All right. After. Well, we'll we don't. just reference it here and move on and get you uh, all angst-ridden and, and salty at me. Various uncertainties surrounding my position as it relates to the team's new ownership. Um, I've decided to resign as the head coach of the New York Jets. No, it's just funny how... This became everything's blowing up. This world is has been torn asunder, and and Tom Brady thinks he's the Highlander. That unless someone comes and takes his head, he's immortal. Oh well, no, I, I think <laughs> I mean, Brady, that's really I think where Brady we're thinks at. if I wear TB12 recovery sleepwear, my head will magically reattach itself to my body. Now that oh, would be yeah. something. That'd yeah. be a movie. Then I would I'd buy TB12 stuff. That's a movie. I'd you buy would it watch, then too. Uh, so the Patriots, as you can imagine, were scrambling today after this piece came out, and they put out a statement. This is all we've heard. Because the Patriots with a bye this week don't have to talk until the weekend is over. 
Part of their statement says that in recent days, there have been multiple media reports that have speculated theories that are unsubstantiated, highly exaggerated, or flat-out inaccurate. We stand united. Because united we stand, divided we fall. First thing, what do you expect him to say? There's, there's never been a, and this is one thing you got to give the Patriots all kinds of credit for. No matter whether you love them, hate them, they have never let anything distract them ever. Distractions that would tear another team apart, cause them to lose games, cause them to lose focus. The Patriots don't have. This is not going to affect them next week, the week after, after that. That's just not who they are. Belichick does not allow those kind of distractions. Nobody. Distracts him, distracts his team. There's never been one time where a story's broke where I go, boy, that's going to be a distraction. No. No, never. Even when he benched Wes Welker for the first half of the first quarter against the Jets in a playoff game a few years ago because he made the foot comments about Rex Ryan, we never knew about it. Suddenly it was, oh, hey, this is why he's being disciplined. And you know what? They're on, and he played middle of the first quarter on, and the Jets' defense played great, and they turned 45-3 into a 28-21 win. But... Nothing that the Patriots have ever done, and this is no exception. They will not have this rip them apart. They will not lose their next game because Belichick and Brady don't like each other. Good rampant speculation, good anonymous sources, as we talked about yesterday, and and it's all great bullet points. It makes for great theater. Now you have to question which parts are true, which parts are inferred, and where and where the truth lies. And for the Patriots. The fact that you've held this thing together for two decades, performing at this high a level, no other organization, save the Spurs, but they they were kind of a selfless. They didn't have an obvious number one guy, and Tim Duncan wasn't one to talk. I mean, they, they resemble each other in a lot of ways. Popovich, obviously, far more um, outgoing, if that's the nice, kind word I can use in his press press conferences and in his interviews than Bill Belichick in most occasions. But, you know, that's the only other comparison that you can make in sports right now that has had that long period. And even that, the top names have turned over on the player side. Here, you're talking about 20 years of dominance to to think there haven't been a number of these types of circumstances, maybe not to this level, of course, where you've got to trade out a guy that you finally have decided is worthy to be the heir apparent because there have been many guys that have – come in and, and worn the suit of Patriots backup quarterback low these many years, some of whom have gone on to great riches because of their spot duty, Mac Hassel, uh, and that you're, you're looking at going forward, the, the obvious move saying you're 40 years old, eventually the wheels are coming off. They may slowly do it as we go down the road, but eventually that car is running out of gas and we're going to have a problem. But they've been able to hold over and over at every time that you're looking at two decades and there have to have been other fights about personnel. There have to have been other battles about succession plans because you're not planning for a quarterback to play 20 years. This has had to have happened before where you've had these battles about when do we release and move on from a Tom Brady. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. John Gruden now with his second go-around with the Raiders after taking him to the Super Bowl the first time around and then beating them the next year as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is our pleasure to bring in someone who knows all too much about all of that. Former Raiders CEO currently. You can see her on CBS as a lead analyst, chairman of the Big Three, and her book, 
You negotiate like a girl. Always fun to welcome Amy Trask to the show. Amy, how you doing? I'm doing well, and can I take one moment, men, to tell you how excited I get when I hear Looney's voice? How about that? Wow. So there is somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, what about your at thingies? How about a fresca and swollen dome? I don't even know where to start with those. Listen, we'll have a conversation about Caddyshack and the size of Mike's head. You know, we can do that anytime you want to. We, we have a roundtable. We can turn the – you do a big podcast for CBS. We can do a podcast with you on it. On, on, on Caddyshack. Okay, let me, let me make a note of that. <laughs> I've heard about this thing called Caddyshack. Well, you know, listen, while I was watching Caddyshack for the millionth time, you were negotiating million-dollar deals, so I can understand why I, I'm a little bit more Caddyshack than you. All right, well, there you go. We'll do this another time, but I like some movies like that as well. That one's just not atop my list. <laughs> All right, well, take, take me back. Before we get to Gruden and the contract, the first time when you met him, when he came in and he was coaching Raiders, what do you remember about meeting him the first time around? Well, um, it, it's actually a, a, an interesting story. That was the one and only time during my career that Al involved me in a coaching search. And uh, we, we met with a number of candidates, and after we met with them all, and he had me in, meet with them each individually, although I, I met with John with one other person on staff, and I, Al asked me, all right, kid, which one would you recommend I hire? Which one do you recommend I hire? And I said, Bill Belichick. <laughs> and I thought that that would be something that remained between Al and I and would never become public, and I was a little bummed about that as Bill became um, more and more successful. And then one day at a press conference, Al said to the assembled media, yeah, Amy told me to hire Belichick. And from that point on, he would periodically say to me, kid, you know how to pick a coach. (laughs) Now, that does not mean, yeah, I I wear that with a lot of pride, by the way. Um, And and that does not mean I don't think John um, wasn't a good coach. He certainly was really terrific for the Raiders. And it doesn't mean I don't think he did a good job for the Raiders. He did. Um, but that was the only coaching search in which I was involved. And um, Al ultimately told, chose John, another good choice. And he brought a lot of zip and zest to the organization that we needed at that time. Well, as we look at the organization now and, and your knowledge of, of, of how that worked then and, and still continues with, with Mark Davis now, in the firing of Jack Del Rio after a successful 2016 season, obviously a lot of things that played this year, but the, the timing again just seemed seemed a bit odd, a, a bit of a head-scratcher given the success of just a year ago. Can you give us any insight as, as to the, the process of going from then? Is it just John Gruden made himself available? Well, you know, I think there's um, a lot of issues that, that I don't want to conflate and I certainly, um, you know, haven't spoken with anyone at the Raiders as to their logic, but I think there was both disappointment on the part of the team, and, and that's a separate topic because, you know, query whether the Raiders are closer to the 12-4 and 4 team that they were in 2016 or the 6-10 and 10 team they were in 2017. And my view is neither, that 2014 was a very, very happy spike mm-hmm. for Raider fans. And they were anticipating more of the same in 2017. And by the way, clearly ownership and management was. And I think 6-10 and 10 was aberrational. And maybe the team is somewhere in between that. But there was obviously disappointment. And the team has been chasing Gruden for a lot of years. And all of that came together at once. And by the way, man, 
there's a business component to this as well. The team has at least one, possibly two or three years left in Oakland and needs to excite that fan base, a fan base that has stuck with that team through thick and thin, um, and, and it's a magnificent fan base, and they know the team is abandoning it. But on the other hand, the team is taking on a staggering, simply breathtaking amount of debt in conjunction with the Las Vegas Stadium project and has a lot of really, really, really expensive product to sell in Las Vegas. And this hiring will excite the Vegas, the the fans that are, are going to travel to Vegas as well. So, you know, it's not mutually exclusive to say it's both a really, really smart business deal and may also be, be a very happy on-field deal. Former Raiders CEO Amy Trask with us here on the Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Now let me go back to what you said a couple seconds ago. Was there a really big Gruden hangover? I mean, look, you're the CEO from 97 till 2013, and, and you just said, listen, when he left, you know, there was kind of that hole. Were they still really in that hangover? I think there were a number of factors involved. Um, you know, number one, the very next year after we lost the Super Bowl to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rich Gannon went down with a season very, very early in the season. I think it might have been game two. I don't remember exactly. But we lost Rich Gannon early in the season to a career-ending injury. And then what you saw happen between that point, let's say, call it 2002, 2000. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was it was 2003 because we lost the 02 Super Bowl, which was January of 03. Um and we were at a point in Al's life where he was confronting his own mortality. And I don't offer that by way of excuse, but more by way of explanation, because people will say, boy, between the Super Bowl that you lost in, in January of '03, it was, I think, and the time Al passed away, he made decisions which were not in the long-term best interest of the franchise. And my response to people who say that is, let he or she among us who is going to be looking at long-term when we are in our late 70s, approaching 80, and we are confronting our own mortality because we know we are in very ill health, say that we're going to make the same decisions on a long-term basis that we might make when we're in our 40s or 50s or 60s. I mean, look, when long-term for someone is defined as a very few years, one is going to make different decisions than one might if not confronting his or her own mortality. So I think it was a combination of events. We lost the Super Bowl. We had that proverbial Super Bowl hangover. We lost Gannon to injury, and Al was confronting the end of his life. And we get back in, into that, that business and looking at long-term, short-term, the reported deal here, 10 years, $100 million, day and age, where you know coaches command a premium to Jason and I. Look, this is your business deal if you're trying to get – the, the player, the coach you want, you bring in the briefcase and you, and you plop it down. But the, does the 10 years part of it, does that speak more to this, that business, that stability and the Raider fan base giving them that vote of confidence that they have that long-term process in place? Well, I make it a habit. I make it a policy um, or stated more simply, I don't talk about contracts that I haven't read. Because often what we hear about a contract or what is reported or leaked about a contract does not give the full picture of that contract. 
quite often those leaking the terms of a contract have a vested interest in leaking them in a particular manner. So you're absolutely 100% right. It's been reported that it's 10 years for $100 million. We don't know, though, if that $100 million is at all incentive-based or requires certain benchmarks or things to happen. We don't know if it's present value. Look, I haven't seen the contract. I think we can agree, though, that in very, very sophisticated terms, it's a long time for a lot of money. There you Um, go. (laughs) And, you know, I, I think it is designed to both send a message that you're the guy we want and we're going to give you the proverbial blank check, so to speak, to get you here. And look, he obviously had negotiating leverage. You can follow her on Twitter at Amy Trask. That is at Amy Trask, football analyst for CBS, author of You Negotiate Like a Girl, former Raiders CEO, and chairman of the board of the Big Three. And Amy, let me say this here because I've been waiting to talk to you for a long time because we had this idea on the show that's going to make you millions of dollars for the Big Three. You ready? Let me have it. Let me have it. All right. This whole Lithuania crap isn't going to work out for the Ball family. They're going to leave like in a week when LeVar Ball gets mad at the coach. This year, big three, LeVar Ball, LiAngelo Ball, LaMelo Ball. You talk about arenas, television ratings, and I'll only take like we'll only take like one half of one percent of all you make. Oh, but, oh, 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 that's that's big of you to yeah. negotiate that with me on air. I love yeah, that. Yeah. But I will say, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, and, and we love our partnership with Fox and FS1, and we are thrilled that we will be on live this year. Um, do you know that the ball father, the patriarch, did a four-point shootout with Ice Cube at our championship game. Yes, that and do was you incredible. know that Ice Cube nailed that? Oh, it might have been. At, I'm sorry, it was at our LA game. But it was not at the final final game, and that of course Ice Cube nailed the fours and won the, won the the four-point shootoff. Oh, that was that I was too, exciting. I too tried a four-point shot at once, and fortunately the cameras weren't rolling because I didn't even hit the net. <laughs> No. no, see, yeah, if there's no cameras deal. rolling, you say, I tried a four-point shot with my back to the basket, and I switched it. Why don't I think like that? Why didn't I say that? I will say that every single person associated with the big three, from Ice Cube to Jeff Quantnitz to all our coaches that saw that, could not have been more gracious and polite when they saw that shot, but the expressions on their face, oh boy. I'm going to practice all off-season to hit that shot. Amy, as always, thanks so much. And like I said, one half of 1% when the Ball family deal goes through. That's it. We're not greedy here. All right, and we'll have to have you out to a game. Absolutely. I'll take the four-point shot with my back to it and make it. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) Wait till you see this jump shot. (laughs) <laughs> no, we, so you have to run cameras on him because it'll be the best laugh that we'll, we'll be on every uh, highlight show Amy, for I, what shouldn't be right. <laughs> I will say that it has been speculated that if we do a trash-talking talk-off between Gary Payton and me, I'm going to win. Woo! There I we like go. It. Oh, I'm putting that on Twitter right now. I'm lighting Twitter on fire. Do Amy. it. Do it. Amy. Tell, Peyton, tell Peyton I own him. <laughs> you got it. Now we'll call you back in 10 minutes if Gary Payton calls in. Deal. <laughs> Thanks so much, Amy. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Stepping down to become the head coach on an interim basis will be Magic Johnson who will take it upon himself to coach Lonzo Ball, interim only. 
Magic will say this is only until I find and Jeannie find the next person to lead us. How's he going to go to Dodger games? He will be able to coach. The season's the- over. He'll, he'll be able to. Yeah. <laughs> He's only, that only will Camelback be last by Ranch, 40 days. There's, you know? there's only, 30, 39. There's only a couple of games <laughs> that may be conflicts for him. But watch Magic Johnson come down to coach the team interim basis only. Until he finds it. And I don't mean he's going to now coach, they're going to catch on fire, going to stay the coach. No, to kind of. <laughs> he's been named the permanent head to coach. Push, to push a little bit of excitement and some caring back into the season and to, to electrify the fan base a little bit. Magic Johnson will come down, coach the team as he finds the next head coach. Not just saying, okay, we're going to hand our coaching job over to XYZ for the remainder of the season. He will do it. And he will also conduct the search for the next head coach. And that will help to re-energize the Lakers a little bit. Hopefully he can get some stuff done with Lonzo. Bold prediction. Hot, hot, hot take. I think I've melted. I've, I've turned the weather in New Hampshire down to about just 10 degrees below zero. Oh, damn hot. I, li- I like the take. I don't know how it energizes the fans. Oh, it's Magic Johnson. He's not Magic doing Johnson. Yeah, but he's not doing anything. Yes, standing, he is. He's standing no, on the sideline. He's waving and clapping. Standing there in a suit. It it's not matter. Unless yes. he's putting the That's jersey exciting. back on. Here, let me show no, you how no, to no. play points. That's exciting. That's if he's going to show him how to play points, no. he's going, hey, look no. at it. I'm going to spin this on my finger like it's the Magic That's hour. exciting. Then we have something. Magic Rick Pitino's no. out there. Rick <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, and you know what? All the Laker play. Well, wait a minute now. How many Laker players aren't 21 yet? They can't go to the strip clubs. I mean, you can't just, you know, you can't just come really? in and just go, oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying to be realistic. I don't and want so, there to be and, any problems. No, 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 no. And, I, and I'm trying to be realistic. Too to you're you're putting problems. the age restriction on there? Like, I, I, that's keeping anybody I, out? I, I just, Are you kidding me? Hey, you and know, you didn't drink before you were 21. You know who was at the Spearmint Rhino last night? Yeah, but Rick Pitino's going to be bringing these guys into the strip clubs himself. I mean, And then denying it. So, I mean, that's what's going to happen. Can't he, be Rick I don't think Pitino. he gets to deny anything no, anymore. Can't be I, think, I think that's done. Yeah, you can't deny it when you're the only guy that wears a white suit. <laughs> well, someone else wore a white suit. The whereabouts of that suit still unknown. But watch Magic Johnson re-energize the team as he finds the next head coach. Whoever it is. I mean, he'll find him. It'll be a search. It's going to be because he knows it's a lost season and it's something that's going to take a little bit of time. And it's not like, okay, we're going to turn it over from Luke Walton to whoever you want to turn it over to. And it's, oh, yeah, no, this is going to be great now. They'll still quit because they know they're not playing for anybody that's got any staying power. But will the Lakers turn it around if Magic Johnson's the coach? If you're playing for a guy who is also your owner and calling the shots, then guess what? You're going to try for that guy. You have an interim guy come in, forget it. They're going to be punching the clock until the season's over, punching the clock until it's over. But you have somebody there who can hold them responsible because he's going to be there after you. After they find the next head coach. They will rally for him. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts